Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 161st episode of the Hungry Gamers podcast. We are powered by APIT.net and Audio Technica. I'm your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere at Brendan 8 Bits. And on today's episode, we have a menu crammed full of video game and geek culture goodness, covering such things as the re-release of Doom, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, Mario Maker 2, Gears of War film news, classic Star Wars titles getting limited runs, plus lots, lots more. Now joining me today for episode 161, we have two of the most fantastic people that I know, but due to their love-hate relationship towards one another, now see them living at literal opposite ends of the world, Mr. Nato Jane, Miss Ali Hart, find them collectively at <laughs> I know Nato and at Miss Ali Hart. How you doing today this morning, you sexy legend? <laughs> that sounded like a HR issue, like we literally yeah. had to separate these two. <laughs> We put them in separate departments now, exactly. so they can't mess with each yeah, other. Yeah, it's it's just you've just got this fierce camaraderie and competitiveness and and everything else. Because we're so siblings, it's, it's just better for the world, safer for the world to have you literally at opposite ends of the earth at the moment. It seems everything is at peace when it's like this. So uh, yeah, the world thanks you for your service. How are you, Brendan? I'm tired and run down as fuck, to be honest. Um, <laughs> Honesty is key. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I was away all week for a work conference, and Ugh. as work conferences tend to do, it's you, you work all day, then you're out for dinner and drinks, and getting home at the wee hours, and you're awake at the crack of dawn, and rinse and repeat. So I am um, I'm on struggle street. Uh, I'm doing okay, but uh, yeah, last week really smashed me to bits. But uh, I had my Switch with me, so I got to uh, experience a bit of Marvel Ultimate Light 3, which we'll talk about in a little bit of time. Mm. But uh, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Let's go. Just Let's tired. Go. And Nato. It feels like forever since I've been on a podcast. I know, I'm back. I literally had to hit Brendan up. I was like, look, when the am I getting back on this? Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. My, um, <laughs> my, what's, what's the word? Hmm. Communication, <laughs> yes. I, I, as, as a, the, communication. Further emphasised by the quietness there. My communication skills the last little while have been a little bit lacking because I've I had I've had you on the docket for a while. Yeah, I had to hit you up on two separate social medias so you would check your Facebook Messenger because I had sent you a birthday wish and I and I saw it just sitting there unread oh. and I'm like, he he might think that I didn't even send him something for his birthday yeah. and I'm like, um. Brendan, check your messenger. I've sent you a birthday I'm the worst. Wish. I have not acknowledged a single like Facebook page public birthday post that anyone's given me. And it's like, because it's a week on now, I'm like, am I just too late to uh, say anything? And I just sort of keep rolling? No, or do I no, go back and say, say thanks to everybody? No, don't, don't do separates. Just say after a busy, hectic week, I just want to say thanks to everyone that say happy birthday. Although, you know what? Those ones are the worst when you have legitimately forgotten someone's birthday. And then they're like, thanks to everyone yeah. who gave me a birthday. I'm like, oh, is that a dig at me? Yeah, I thought that yeah. too. But also, I'm also the one that said the same thing and not even noticed the people that didn't send yeah. me birthday. Yeah. I'm, I'm the worst with that. Like the whole Facebook birthday wishes thing like I, I rarely rarely get on there and do the facebook posts anybody about a birthday because like i figure you do one you gotta do everybody so i prefer mm-hmm. to just do yeah. none that's what that's why i just private message people exactly that's exactly yeah. what you do private message and i think that that's just a little bit more nicer than just throwing a yeah. happy birthday on someone's public you know wall space so mm-hmm. a little personal message maybe an inappropriate gif mm. oh, i love a good inappropriate <laughs> gif mm-hmm. yeah. don't we all yeah, that's the language of the cool kids. But I've got a quick question for you both. Uh, this sort of ties into stuff we've been playing and also something I've been watching lately. So I wanted to ask, if you've had one superhuman ability, what would it be? And secondly, would you use it for good, evil, or otherwise? All right, superhuman ability or superpower? Oh, either or, but you only get one. You can't say you're like you're Superman, so you've got all these things. It's like, let's say oh, you've no, got flight easy. or strength or invisibility or whatever. 
power over time. You take power over time, so you so, can, you you can be like yeah. freezing time. Could you go back in time yeah. as well? So I you're like sort everything. of Doctor Strange time, up baby. in here. <laughs> no, I I was more like Hiro Nakamura from. Heroes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Do you have a sweet yeah. katana as well? God damn yes. You I know love I that do. show. Oh, it's out of reach. It's just over there. I've literally... And I was cleaning out my storage and I found all my other, like, training katanas and my Kill Bill sword set. So, like, I've got all the swords from Kill Bill. Nice. Such a weeb. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but look, this is a blade made by Hattori Hanzo himself. <laughs> Absolutely. in Japan. All right. So, you, you could sort of control time. Would you be out there trying to save people or would you be a supervillain or would you just use it in your own convenience? So, so here, here's the double-edged sword of time, tra- of like the ability of time. It's just like, how much do you mess with time? Because like, you can always get to that point of like, oh, I could have gone back and done that better. Oh, I could have done this better. Like, and then, and then you don't even end up saving people because you're all like, remember that time when I like tripped over at school and everybody laughed mm. at me? I could go back in time and stop myself from falling over. But then, like, if if the Simpsons had taught me anything uh, in that sort of Treehouse of Horror time travel episode, <laughs> every time home went back in time and squished a bug or something, bad things uh, happened. Well, that, there you go. Raining donuts. There you go. You're bu- the butterfly effect kind of stuff starts happening. Like you might go back in time and change something and then next minute you're not born and then it's the universe tears in half because you've wrecked everything. Yeah, that's that's there's so many layers to that, this whole sort of yeah. ripple effect with, with time travel. But I think it would be a pretty goddamn gangster ability to have to be able to freeze time, speed up time, travel back in time. Could you travel to the future as well? Yes. Well you just you just you just have to go on this the the, the like asterisk scientifically like accepted time travel thing of like from the point that time travel exists that's as far as you can go back Mm. that's that's the the thing because you could technically go back and stop time travel from being made and then how did you go back in time so it's like from the point time travel is existed that's from when you can travel forward and back from Okay. So you're just happy yeah. with just manipulating any kind of future Time. or any relationship you ever had or anything like that. You could kill yourself. Anything that you could do, you could do. Kill yourself. I, I could it's, see him at like lunch insane. break at work and he's like he's got a he's got a pie and he's like, I didn't like this pie, I just travels back and picks another <laughs> that's, pie. That's from exactly the, what he's doing. He goes back in and he's like, Yeah, that's the pie I was looking or for. Or he wants to experience his like this his favorite anime and he wants to go through that wonderful roller coaster of emotions again for the first time. God, so he just yes. keeps on sending back time just to watch mm. it for the first time again. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> but more just like so so like ch- minimizing the powers more just like speeding up time slowing down time and that that kind of stuff so like if so like if you're in a fight with a bad guy like you you speed yourself up so it looks like he's moving slow and then you can bad guys. Up, yeah. you know. so he's gonna he's yeah. gonna be a hero he's not gonna be a villain absolutely no i'm not gonna be a villain yeah, I, I can or, see him as a hero or really i could do both I, I could see him like he's sort of got that quirkiness and cuteness and innocence of like the flash oh and he's also sort of indirectly manipulates time as well with how fast you can go and shit. So. True. That's yeah. true. Because that's the other way you can get time travel with flash yeah. powers. Mm. Yeah. What about you, Miss Hart? What would your ability or power Teleportation. be? Teleportation. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can go wherever I want. It's like, hey, I want to go to Japan today. Let's go. I need money. I'll just appear in the middle of a vault. I'll cover myself. I'll grab as much money as I need. Teleport out again. Why did you just? Why do you need the money? This is Looper rules. Well, okay, okay, because like because I'm teleporting, that's fine. But eventually, you kind of stand still. Like you'll need money. Like you know, you need to kind of live. So just get to like go to whatever bank I want or wherever place. You know, grab money, teleport in, teleport out. I want to go to Germany. Cool, teleport over there. Oh, I didn't want to pay for that concert. I'll teleport into the concert. Yeah, I, w- I was going to go with this way as well because my, my thought was then you could, like anyone you're holding or th- anything you're touching would teleport with you. So you could, yeah, take your friends and family. As you said, you want to go to Germany. Oh my God. And you're in, buddy. Could you imagine if things didn't teleport with you? So every time you teleported, you teleport <laughs> naked. <laughs> well, that's that's bloody Terminator rules uh, now, yeah. Well, hang on. Time travel as well, buddy. Like. <laughs> We just all end up being nudist superheroes. Yeah, just every, <laughs> everything ends in nudity. Yeah. That, that's our Justice League. We are the nudist <laughs> league. 
Oh, all right, Brendan, which one? Yeah, I was going to go the nudity. teleportation, but just just to sort of change things up, I'll pivot and say I'll, I'll have flight because I figure Ooh. I could get places not as quick as teleporting, but I reckon I could probably traverse areas pretty damn quick and take someone in tow and things like that. I, I don't really need superhuman strength or like invisibility could be fun thinking about it. And oh, kinky. yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I'm going to go flight because I figure who doesn't want to be need- able to fly? You don't need invisibility when you're part of the naked justice. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, I fly that quick, my clothes fly off, like come off my there person. There you go. I'm out there. It's only holding you back. <laughs> but like, but that's a thing with the Flash, though. Like, with if he's moving so quick, like that's why his outfit has to be friction proof because he like burns off his clothes because yeah. he's the friction him starts. So I'll just use body paint then. That's it. That's it. Yeah, if Twitch streamers can do it, so can we. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> Teleporting to a bathroom near you. We are onto something here. The Nudist League. They are. Yeah. They're, they're the heroes that I want to get saved by. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Hold on tight. I really don't want to. <laughs> yeah. And I get a little bit suspect though if it's like like you know you're about to get gang bashed or gang raped in the scene and then a bunch of nudist superheroes come like we'll save he's like no 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 i'm cool man i'm cool i'll, I'll take this the situation's guy already bad as it is yeah uh my goodness yeah well that uh that went exactly where i thought it was gonna go so that's fantastic <laughs> so i want to ask what what have you guys been doing let's let's go to to mr nato because i want to talk some mario maker 2 with you I'm, I'm yet to go down this path so tell me your experience because this has been out now what a month you'd say Four to six weeks? Yeah. Yeah, and I only just picked it up yesterday or the day before. I'm a poor boy these days, so I have to, like, choose what I want to play. But um, I've been addicted to washing Mario Maker stuff since, like, the Game Grumps Mario Maker 1 series. Like, what was it? A couple of 200 episodes or something, I think they did of that, and I've watched them all many times. That is times. a Mario Maker. It is. God, so much. And, yeah, now... Like, Ross, one of their, like, artists that works with Game Grumps, he was the one who did most of their notorious levels. And there was, like, a bet they made when the Nintendo Direct was coming up that, like, if they announced Mario Maker 2, he was allowed to take a whole month off work, paid, to make levels for the show. And that's all he had to do. He could do other stuff he wanted, but, like, that, they were like, yep, your whole month is just you making levels and like he got announced so he got to sit back and like just play make levels and he's been streaming it and he's been teaming up with a whole bunch of like other notorious makers so i've been watching all those videos and like dan uh salvatoro i think his name is the guy who made doki doki literature he's another notorious mario maker and man they're just so fun to watch people get hurt and just break mentally trying to play these levels but then on top of that there's also these very nice incredible levels there was one that i saw where somebody made like it's like a remote control machine and every room you controlled stuff in the other half of the room to try and make stuff happen so you could get the key and there's just really cool things and then like people make songs like i think i saw one of the themes from smash brothers like all you had to do was run along and jump at the right time and it would do i like that and oh man it was beautiful like i don't like the auto runners the ones that the level does it for you they they were notorious in number one but thank god they've stayed out of the top charts at the moment so i was like you know what i'm bored i'm doing nothing let's i've got a little bit of cash let's go try it out and yeah i've been playing the story mode that they have which is like you play levels to get coins to build the castle and some of them are actually really cool. And also, every time you play a level, there's something that Nintendo has made for that one level that you're like, I want to make a whole level o- around that design. <laughs> so then you go back into Mario, into the maker mode and start making stuff. And, oh man, I've been having a ball. And then literally I spent from about nine o'clock in the morning to about 10 o'clock last night trying to build my uh, Harry Potter Philosopher's Stone kind of ep- like level where like each room is like, based on the trials that they put in the first Harry Potter book to protect the thing. And so you have like three chain chomps to make fluffy. And then like, there's a whole room of vines for the devil's snare. And God, it's just like, you just start making levels and you're like, Oh, that's really cool. Oh man. I could redo that better. Or I could do it this way. 
Like even this morning, I woke up this morning and I was like, I can redo that whole level, that whole room because and make it so much more simpler just by doing one, this one thing. And I woke up and it took me two seconds. A thing that took me two hours to build, I made better in like 10 minutes because I rethought of a way to do it. And I was just like, It ah. really is limited only by your imagination, isn't it? Like you can do things as simple and as cutesy and as nostalgic as you like, or from what I've been seeing mostly on, on the social media is, is just game levels that are just soul crushing, you know, heartbreaking, borderline insane with the complexity of it, with everything else they've got going on in there. And I, I want to play this game eventually. I don't know if I'd probably dabble and make many levels. I think I just enjoy what everyone else play. is doing because I think the, sort of that OCD perfectionist in me would just, I'd, I'd probably take three weeks off work to try and make my masterpiece Mario Maker level and probably go insane doing so. But yeah, I don't know. It's It, it looks cool. And I've always liked these concepts, you know, going back to like Little Big Planet and now you see Dreams coming out and a few other games and obviously original Mario Maker. But I haven't really dabbled in them too much. What about you, Miss Hart? Have you been much of a sort of a, I don't know if you'd call it like a maker type of game if we're going to classify this genre. But like this creator game, are you big on these? No, I've watched people play this and they are pulling their hair out and I don't get it. It's like you're a sucker for punishment. And I see some of these ridiculous levels and just see people dying in the same spot and raging. I don't get the enjoyment with it. It's 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 the Dark Souls effect of like that, that just uh, when you beat one wow. of those levels. Okay. Yeah. That's that's how that's intense effect. it is. That's but what like, guys are calling it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's because most of those levels are like learning how the level works rather than kind of skill. And in the same way, like a Dark Souls boss, like you learn the patterns, you learn when to jump, when to do this, when to roll, and stuff like that. Mm. And that most of these super hard levels is just like learning the trick. Like there was one the De- I mentioned Dan Salvato. There's like you have to jump up hit the on off switch will which will make a block appear directly underneath you so it will like glitch jump you up mm. and like that's the whole level you just keep doing glitch jumping yourself up and it's just it's such a hard technique to do but once you get it like people can just go and like a level i've seen people take days to do a guy did it in like Look, I'm not going to deny the fact that there are actually some really creative people out there, but then I see levels mm. where it's just you falling and doing that like Mario spin where, you know, yeah. on the spot and just navigating a puzzle downwards while using the spin. And I'm just like, geez, like, I don't know. I guess it's my patience level. I just don't think this game's for me. Maybe. Yeah, but I see you making levels to torture people and getting a <laughs> kick out They're of just it. Yeah, but I have to beat it. Angry I can... boobies. <laughs> <laughs> boobs with like those big flames like the little round flame sticks just spinning from the nipples tassels big flame tassels boob level one angry boob level two i don't know maybe if like i do get my hands on it i'll try it but like i said just for me personally i just don't i just think it would just drive me nuts it it, it wasn't until i started playing it that i got it like that i like it just clicked and i was like Okay, because I I tried to play, as I said tried to play story mode. I got a few like I think I did about fifteen levels, and I'm like oh, I'm bored. Oh. And then I was like, all right, I'll start the course maker. And then yeah, once I started course maker, I'm just like in deep. It's just people are either players or makers. So like some people don't like making levels and like love trying to beat people's levels, and some people don't really like playing and love making the levels. Mm. So it's got something for everyone. I like that. I like that. We'll give it a give it a look. So you've been playing some. Uh... A little bit of a Star Wars-based touchstone as well, I know, because uh, you, you've been at me yes, for yes. quite a while to get on board this train as well. Yeah, a couple of weeks. Well, like, um, they've... Because I've been playing since the start. Like, when it first... I've got, like, the collector's edition box somewhere in this house and stuff like that. And then I dropped off when they f- first started making it, trying to make it a free-to-play mm-hmm. model. Like, there was still a subscriber and a free-to-play, but... At that time, like, I didn't want to keep subscribing, so I tried the free-to-play model, and it was, like, atrocious. Like, you got 20% less experience than you would normally get, and then, like, you only got, well, like, one bar for, like, abilities and stuff like that. It was just, yeah, it wasn't good. So I dropped off for a while, came back when, like, one of the, after the huge Disney buyout, when that game's timeline technically becomes non-canon anymore, so... 
they were like, well, cool, we're not canon anymore, we don't have to stay to the timelines and all that, so now we can make our own worlds and stuff like that. And they made this new new enemy that's like this like religious Jedi family, royal family that like have lived somewhere else in the galaxy and like all their troopers are all force sensitive, so they've come in. So now it's like the Republic and the Empire and this new like religious family that like is amazing and it's just and especially like what is it now like three bad bioware games yeah in a row? that's that's what i was just about to say like but it's one of bioware's sort of jewels in the crown yeah that i that i like i needed i wanted bioware game like i wanted choice i wanted characters that i cared about and also like me and the missus have been trying to find a like a multiplayer game to play together and as i said before cash poor at the moment and i was like well a whole bunch of people have told me they've really fixed up the model now of how the free-to-play works there's also now a new middle tier where it's they're called preferred players that if you've ever been a subscriber ever in the existence of the game you become this preferred mode or if you've spent more than five dollars in their like their shop that you become this preferred player and it's like this middle tier thing that you get like so much stuff that like it's nearly like how I was when I was a subscriber back in the day and now like the subscriber tier they get like 30 plus experience and they get like a whole bunch of free stuff and all that so now 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 the free to play model is the standard Mm -hmm. the preferred is the next tier up so you're like your nobles and then like the subscribers are like king so right so rather than being a subscriber being the medium and then anything lower than that gets shit it's the other way around where the free to play is the the medium and everyone above that gets better stuff so it's pretty cool and yeah like i've missed i missed these kind of like companions and characters because like you get your own ship you get it's not like most MMOs where it's like your character and that's it. Like you get Yeah, you can have like little Ewok companion. companions and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like my smuggler, he's got a like he's he's got his uh Wookiee and then I also have like another pirate that joins you and it oh man, I just love it. And we'd we're just having so much fun because me and Kaz like get to just spend the whole night playing together. I go do her story missions. I get to be involved with her because you get to sit on in the conversations and like in the same way like a Mass Effect or a Kotor or like it has like the options dialogue choices. You if you're in the conversation as well, both of you get to choose, and then it rolls who gets the highest, and then that's who talks yeah. in that part of the conversation. Unless it's their story, they only get to talk. But if it's like group stories everyone gets to talk and there could be bits where like you go into a dungeon and it's like the ship gets taken over and the brig gets locked down so you got to go down to engineering and the engineers are like you need to go down to the next level to reroute all the computers and blah 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 and then the person you're with is like yeah but if we press that button and flush all the systems it will reset everything and then the engineer's like yeah but we'll get sucked into space and then you get that like yeah. dark side light side option of like do you suck everybody out in the space and do this mission real quick, or do you go downstairs and reroute everything? Yeah. And and it and it's not. Wait, did did you pick to suck them out into space? You did, didn't you? Or like hell no, my, my beautiful Jedi is a beautiful boy. <laughs> but that that's the thing. Like if just because you make a Jedi, you don't have to be a good guy. Like the Empire and the Republic aren't bad and good. They're just that's yeah. The you factions. play how you want to like, play. Y- yeah, yeah. It's so good and, and graphically, like I th- I think it stacks up like. It came out what in 2011, 11? something like that. Yeah, so it's been 11, out a little while, sure. and it still looks looks decent. Like it doesn't look out of place, obviously compared to some of the latest AAAs, but it's still got a decent amount of fidelity to it. Like yeah, on ultra settings on computer, it looks good. So I will join you on there eventually, but it's just it's tough because I've gone like Rach and I are on the MMO train as well now, but we're on the Elder Scrolls Online, so we're we're sort of down one end of the MMO spectrum and you guys are up here in sort of the, the future space fantasy and we're in the, the medieval sort of um, fantasy. But yeah, it's it's good. It's good. Mm. You should play. And it's free. So uh, you got yeah, nothing free. to lose. It's all free. Yeah. No, it's free to download and free to play. Nice. <laughs> so. Nice. I see you've got the full release of Songbird Symphony on the Nintendo Switch now. Is that correct? Yeah, I've been I've been waiting since its release. I was actually I actually think I uh, played the demo again because I wanted to play it again so much, and I'm not disappointed. This game is just absolutely sweet. Um, 
it's uh, playing further into it past the demo now. So it's expanded a bit more where, um, as I previously explained on last week's episode, you're playing as a character, like a little bird who wants to know who his parents are because he was found. And um, the overall game is about finding identity and your place in the world. And um, essentially what you're doing to go through the game is learning other birds' notes. So Mm -hmm. you can then do like an ultimate tune so you can wish to find out who your parents are. I know this is sounding like a very kiddie game, but I can guarantee that as you learn more and more notes, which are essentially more buttons you have to press into rhythm within the music, I think I'm pretty good at rhythm games. I'm absolutely sucking balls at this game as it's getting difficult. And it's frustrating because it is such a whimsical, cute, adorable game. And I am dropping C-bombs um, as a cute little bird dances. Don't so, let little um, burbs, burbs cuteness fool you, it seems, huh? Oh, definitely not. And there's some great characters in there too. I've got to look into it more because there's a lot of Australian birds in there. There's The bad guys are magpies. And they do like, unfortunately, they floss. One of them flosses. Oh, no. So, yeah, yeah. And there's another bird that dabs with a cockatoo. And then there's a cassowary, there's kookaburras. So, I've got to look into this a bit more because I'm seeing a lot of Australian. Cassowaries are very scary. I got chased by one at a, at a, a nature park once and I thought I was going to die. Like they've got they're that plate on the top brutal. of their head. They've got these yeah. giant three claw feet. Like I thought, yep, this is how it ends. And I was like 10. They are. I'm like, yeah, I'm going here. I think they're the, one of the world's most dangerous birds. Mm. So yeah. you're battling a dinosaur there. Yep. Which yeah, sounds like I, something you would love. So. Oh, yeah. That w- was like, you know, a, a wet dream of mine, but sadly it didn't come out the right way. So, uh yeah cassowaries uh, are pretty evil so this game is sweet uh- <laughs> <laughs> it was sweet until uh it got ruined yeah, sorry um sorry songbird yeah. symphony yeah so um it, like i said it does sound like it's very like a juvenile and easy game it is not it got it gets harder um so those of you who might be slightly rhythm impaired might not enjoy it i'm raising my hand it- for that but in saying that mm. so far Regardless of the score that I get, um, the story still continues. So um, right now I'm just pushing through to get the story over mm-hmm. and then I'm going to revisit the game and pretty much ace all the songs. And you also have to collect notes within each stage. And once you collect certain amounts of, of like notes, there's actually secret areas you can unlock. So once I go through one playthrough, there's going to be another playthrough where I'm going to unlock all these other special areas as well. And I'm really not disappointed. This is like some random game I stumbled upon and I'm absolutely loving it. Nice. How, how long, how long sort of the, the mainline story go for, do you think? Well, I picked it up only, was it last night? And, oh no, it was the night before. And I played for about four hours, I think. I, I can't remember because like I picked it up and then it was nighttime, so it it's 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 a few, it's a few solid hours. But then in saying that, like I'm pushing through for story and like and then I've got to go through again to get all the notes and everything. And I must admit, I'm also kind of just taking it in and enjoying it, just and vibing with the so, uh, vibing with the birds. Yeah, vibing with the birds as you do. Um, yeah, right now I'll say there's a few hours in it. I think on the Australian store it's like 20-something bucks. Um, but like like I said, this one isn't going to be for everyone. If the mm. demo is still available, I reckon check out the demo to see if it's your type of game. Um, but Yeah, dip a, dip, dip a feather with the demo and then if, if, if it's more your style, then, then drop the 20. Yeah, I mean, if you want any kind of like reason for it to being a good game is that i'm still playing it and there's no boobs so that's if if that's not like a yep a a positive statement for a game i don't know what is like if there's no Mm -hmm. boob hook and and you're still enjoying it and you're still well invested you know it says a lot about the caliber of game it's definitely right it ain't no titty cooking game but a dancing bird is just as good yeah each their own as they say (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. So I I might not uh not have sort of the rhythm of the birds, but I can smash the absolute bejesus out of many an enemy in uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. I picked that yes. up uh, literally I think ten minutes after we finished recording last weekend. I'm like, all right, I'm in, I'm on, let's do it. Download on the Switch and have just been button mashing my way to Oblivion, 
I, I sort of agree with some of the things you were saying. Like I, I'm, yep. you know, I last week I'm Marvel's tragic. All these characters love blah blah blah, and it is just very button mashy. All about the heroes, all about the abilities, and just I guess living mm-hmm. in that world. Like it could have been executed a little bit better, but overall I'm enjoying my time. I'm still trying to settle on the best team makeup because obviously they synergize when they have mm-hmm. certain like they've all got their little subclasses so you can get the a couple of anti-heroes give you then damage benefits and health benefits and things like that depending on the you know the classification of the hero or the anti-hero but um i've been typically running like deadpool wolverine venom and then um black widow not black widow um scarlet witch as sort of mm-hmm. my four at the moment because scarlet witch can heal Deadpool and Wolverine, obviously, they can heal over time with their own sort of passive abilities. And then Venom's just big and tanky and and sort of still surprisingly agile, like which mm-hmm. is what something you were saying last week as well. But yeah, is this the is this the Venom fan group as well? Because we're all big. I Venom think it fans is. Here. I think yeah, it, might it must be. be yeah, because like Venom's like my favorite Marvel character, probably. Like I'm I'm a big DC boy, but yeah, Venom's probably my. That and anti-venom. Yeah. I love anti-venom. You should better. have been here last week when I was trying to say characters from Marvel that I didn't really care about. So, <laughs> I, 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 someone, I, or I listened to the someone, episode. Someone said to good. me, why did you talk about a game that you didn't really enjoy? And I'm like, because that's a perspective, you know? Mm. Like, some of us are just yeah. DC fans or, you know, D, DC fans, but, I, you know, I don't close myself off to the Marvel Universe. Fuck, you no. can't at the moment anyway. Yeah. Um, Phase four, baby. But, well, I, tr- I, I, I nearly did. And then they're like, "Hey, we're bringing back Blade," and I'm like, "Yeah, Fuck! man, that was." Uh, I'm so glad that, was huge. that they did that. <laughs> yeah, I know because I was, I, I, well, I was happy, but I was also like ready to stop because I still haven't watched Endgame. I just don't care. Oh. Like I'm just over. You, you the need, franchise. you need to finish it off. Like it's a nice little. I ribbon. know, but I just don't rush. I just don't rush. Yeah, don't rush. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just uh, at the moment yeah. that I'm just like, I don't want to watch it when I'm not going to enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. So I, yeah. yeah, but yeah, Blade's back. So now I'm definitely gonna have to. Isn't it gonna watch be it. great? Like they're just gonna they're gonna introduce like this whole next level of like demons and or, like a universe where like vampires and demons and everything like that exists. And so hopefully it gets darker. They were already doing that because the Jared Leto yeah, movie Morpheus. is coming out. The Morbius, sorry, Morpheus is from Matrix. <laughs> Morbius, no, what's it called? Uh, Mephi- Morbius. Morbius. I was about to say Mephistus. <laughs> that's from like, South Park, Mephisto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, but um, oh, well, they even like, I guess, sort of veering slightly off track with all the San Diego Comic Con Phase Four Marvel news. They confirmed the Doctor Strange sequel is going to be the first sort of horror esque Marvel mm-hmm. film, and then yeah. Morbius yeah, will probably follow to- that route. Blade will, and and who knows what else. But um, I love I love Blade's story. Like, obviously, do you think they're going to touch on sort of his origin story? You know how he grew up pretty much in like a brothel, you know, raised by prostitutes and stuff because he's his mum got taken yeah. down and she's working in there, and then he sort of got his yeah. I wonder how much of the comic they're going to use because uh, because because Blade and Punisher are the, the two kind of characters that like exist either in their own worlds or not many people know that they sometimes like put them in the marvel world properly and yeah. stuff like that and there's big crossover like the punisher's like one of the most important members of the like civil war in the comics of like he turns the tide over to the other side because he rescues spider-man and all those kind of things but like people just see those characters as their own universes. yeah like they can so exist in the vacuum how they kinda... but it'll be interesting how they're going to yeah. weave as as ali said all, all these sort of creatures and vampires and darkness in which i'm excited to see them try and do uh because mm. was it was it 98 when blade one came out it was around there right because that was, was like almost it was very like very much responsible for a lot of this comic renaissance i think like blade that, that movie was film, a success Blade, oh, Blade no, 2. Blade 3 no, was so bad. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the first two were phenomenal. Blade 1 and 2 yeah. were brilliant. Great soundtrack, great action, great gore. Oh. Wesley Snipes is just in his element. Not paying his taxes, but you know, slaying vampires. But power to In him. saying that, with the new... Well, I, <gasps> I, I need a hard reset on Deadpool's Blade. Deadpool's already been so. in. Deadpool's already been in there. Because what Ryan Reynolds was in Blade 3. Done. It's all, it's all coming we together. Don't play three. <laughs> we don't talk about that one. Yeah. Oh, well, but Marvel Ultimate Alliance 
Deadpool and Wolverine is a very popular um, combo that I'm seeing in a lot of team setups. Yeah. Um, so you pretty much hit the nail on the head. And Venom. Venom's coming up a lot. But um, it seems like the fourth character is kind of like a, you know. Yeah, I've been, I've been trying to mix and match. Like, I, I tried, like, playing with ranged characters, tried with sort mm-hmm. of in-your-face melee. And, and sort of the in-your-face is certainly the way I prefer to play these games, I think. Just getting in there and punching and kicking and just smashing people to bits so yeah i i tried obviously you get the core avengers pretty well right from the jump you get your thors and your iron man and, and captain america mm-hmm. but I, just none of them i was like man eh, let's 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 get something new exactly, here exactly let's yeah. get some sort of x-force stylings going on here and that's what we're running with at the moment but it's it's pretty cool i like the story I like the sort of the art yeah. style in it, like especially when they're introducing the new characters and you get the sort of character uh, panel pop up and it gives like description of their ability and then usually like some like little witty quip beside yeah. it as well. I think that's really I cool. I did like that, yeah. Um, and I like that there's a lot of shield points. So you can sort of chop and change your your uh, team outfit, like team loadout really on the regular, which I thought was yeah. really cool. Yeah, but uh, it's just good, dumb fun. Like I was playing it at home, and then I was on like a couple of flights. I was playing it on the plane in the airport, so it was good, just mindless button mash goodness. Um, with mm. with a good bit of comic sort of sprinkled thrown in. Yeah. But something else I want to quickly touch on uh, that's only just come out the last couple of days ago yes. is the boys. Uh, it's it's just released on Amazon Prime. Fantastic news off the back of that. Before the season actually debuted, they confirmed that it's been renewed for a second season already, which is fucking magical. So here's the quick question, Brendan. Have you read the comics? A couple. A couple. Oh, so you had yeah. actually read them. Yeah. Okay. Because like nobody knew this comic existed before this thing, and I'm so excited for people to go read the yeah, comic. Yeah, it's, it's pretty great. Like it's it's been in... It's been in development sort of to adapt it to a film or a TV show for a while, but the, I think yeah. the casting is pretty on point with the comics. Uh, I, I love, love, love Carl Urban in this. Oh, I just love Carl Urban in general. I just wish they brought, what's the name in on it? To, oh, what's his name from like um, Shaun of the Dead and stuff Simon like that? Simon Pegg. Yeah. I wish they brought. Yeah, he's the dad. He plays um, Huey's dad. Oh, Oh my god, that's awesome! Because he like the character in the comic is based uh, over his image, so he's playing the dad. Oh, that's yeah. fucking awesome! Yeah, that ma- that made me <laughs> giggle a little bit Huey when I saw him. It's still weird hearing Simon Pegg not talk with an English accent, but like, yeah. yeah, he plays Huey's dad in this. But I guess taking a step back, the boys, it's it's sort of it's a, it's a focus on the darker side of superheroes. So you've got your Justice League or your Avengers equivalent called the uh, the Seven. And and they've they've sort of what they've done is just hold themselves out now. So like they're big on celebrity, they're getting sponsorships and contracts and you know games, and it's all about the money and the status for the superheroes now. And so in in I haven't was about that was my day today watching the boys. So is the world got villains? Ah uh, yeah yeah. Okay, because that that was the thing in the comics. There's no real yeah, villains. Yeah, like it's they're they're not focal points. Like the like they get mentioned okay. and and you you see them take down some enemies, but it's not really super villains per se. It's just you know some bad people. But okay. it, it's mostly based around this group, the boys, which is like a vigilante group that are trying to take down these superheroes or soups as they call them in this because they're just doing more harm than good. Like not spoilers. You see it in the open in the trailer. There's one superhero uh who's sort of got the the, the speed ability a train his name is um and he yeah. is running through like main main sort of street in in new york and uh this guy huey's walking out like about to go to lunch normal guy walk go to lunch with his partner and this superhero that's running at the speed of light just runs straight through a obliterator into like blood and guts and she's dead instantly like like dust of viscera and uh, so it's all about like how these people aren't held accountable. There's no repercussions for their actions. They're just larger yeah. than life. You know, they might save a few people, but all the damage and destruction that comes about off that never gets talked about. It's swept under the rug by this agency that sort of um, overhands them, which is the Vorts agency. Um, so it's really yeah. cool. It's a different spin mm. on that standard superhero trope. Uh, it's really sharply written. A lot of violence, a lot of coarse language, um, cool acting, uh, and and just some some and cool it's getting characters. Such good yeah, it's, it's worth a watch. Like oh, eight episodes, I'm the so first ex- season. We're up to episode four now, I think, or five. And then yeah, we've got a second season on the way. But yeah, check it out. I can't recommend it highly enough. 
I want to see where it ends. Like, I want to know if it does the whole comic run or whether it does a little bit of the comics or whether... Because, like, I had a quick look at the bios for each episode and the last episode sounds like the finale of the comics. And so I'm like, mm, okay. Because you just said they've been renewed for a second season. So I'm like, oh, oh I wonder yeah. what they're going to do. Because that, that comic series was, like a reviver for me i like way before the movies were coming out the marvel movies like i got into like a like an overload of superheroes where i was just kind of getting bored of the storylines of marvel and dc of just like oh yeah superheroes yeah they come in save the day save the day save the day oh yeah they're all good guys they're all good guys and the boys was just such a never mind carry on yeah it 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 was at the time i was reading okay so like i was just like all the runs were being pretty like PC and stuff like that. And yeah. And then like somebody suggested the boys to me, like the uh, two issues were out and I started reading and it was just, cause yeah, it's like, it's like superheroes in the same sense of like our sports stars and yeah. our movie stars of just like, once they become so popular, they seem to be like, yeah. In the last two years, everyone's kind of being like, held accountable for their actions. But like, 80s 90s and the zero and the noughties like and even way before that like rape drugs sex all the alcohol and just all these things that they were allowed to do without with just a little slap on the fist so you imagine those people had superpowers on top of that what how the world works and it was just so good to see a more it felt more like a realistic version of what a superhero would be because like i could yeah there would be the a good ones here and there but like when you've given unlimited power like yeah the egos and endorsement deals and all that but it's, it's cool like you've got your homelander is your superman equivalent you've got the deep which is aquaman then you've got you know mave who's wonder woman like they've got all their tropes they're playing off off those mainlines yeah. um superheroes or, or anti-heroes but it, it's so good it's so good to watch i'm so excited to see all the characters from the comics in like there's a batman s character in the comics that i can't wait to hopefully see i don't know if they'll do his plot line because his plot line was a bit like oof, oof. but even like the x-men version with their like a frat house in the comics that like they all like just oh man yeah and even the the avengers and the justice league versions in the boys they they they're like rivals because they want to be the biggest sellers of like merchandise and stuff like that and they hate each other god i just love it it just i I just want to say if someone doesn't have amazon prime and can't see the boys um i recommend just hiring mystery men which is kind of on the same lines <laughs> maybe, maybe tonally a little bit lighter yeah. great film by the way i love mystery man it's a great film ben Stiller and it's like and when Co. you said when you said that there was like a superhero who was like selling out and endorsement deals and stuff like that and you know a group of like people that need to keep him in line and stuff i'm just like wait this is mystery men yeah yeah epic movie seriously people go watch yeah it. it's pretty much just superheroes have just obviously gotten hyper egotistical due to the celebrity the boys are trying to take him down or you know make him accountable for their actions violence comedy and everything else in between ensues it's it's really good and um the casting's on the point like um nate i think you'll love it like knowing that you've read the comics it is it is very true to the source material oh yeah it's it is probably my favorite comic series of all time that's why I was like so excited for this. And I, if I wasn't so deep in Mario Maker yesterday, I would have watched it yesterday. Yeah. And, it and anyone out. like for a nice comparison, anyone that's read or watched Preacher, it's it's similar. Yeah. So it's that similar tone. It's been adapted by um, Seth Rogen and Evan same, Goldberg. Same guy again. writes both. No, Garth Ennis, sorry. Garth Ennis, yeah. So, so quick story with Garth Ennis. Used to be a writer for marvel and dc but he's notorious for hating superheroes but like that's the only work he could get for the longest time so yeah once he got enough money to kind of break out on his own yeah went and wrote the boys as in like a tribute of like i fucking hate superheroes here's here's what i want to do he also did the the best run of Mm -hmm. punisher the max comics and stuff like that he did he took over from what's it called constantine did the best run of Constantine as well. He the, so if you ever watched the Constantine movie, the one where he with like lung cancer and all that, that's the yeah. plot line he bought into the Constantine comic series and stuff like that. Yeah, Garthiness. Yeah, talented man. But yeah, check it out. Really check it out. It is it is good fun. 
Um, if you're looking for something to quench your viewing pleasures, the boys, Amazon Prime. Uh, if you've got Twitch Prime, you get Amazon Prime for free. So anyone that is already on the Twitch wagon and doing those uh, weekly subs or monthly subs, get on, get on the boys because you will not regret it. Mystery Men came in 1999. The Boys was created in 2006. Case closed. (laughs) (laughs) Mic drop. Okay. Just, just, just watch The Boys, and you'll know that it's nothing like the Mystery Men. I just think I should just bring up a classic film. Yeah, it is great. The Shoveler. (laughs) All right. Speaking of great things, John O'Peck's Comedy Rewind is now upon us. The debut episode is available now on all podcast hosting platforms and it sees Jono joined by Cruzy and the Dream to tackle the 1996 golf comedy smash Happy Gilmore. So uh, do yourselves a favor, hunt down Comedy Rewind on all those podcast hosting platforms. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, Comedy Rewind while you're there and also rate, review, subscribe, The Hungry Games and all the other podcasts you're listening to on the daily because those reviews and ratings help keep the emotional lights on in our hearts. Well, there, patreon.com forward slash we are 8-bit. If you can support us monetarily, that would be fantastic. But if not, as I said, just simply rate, review, subscribe, us and all the other podcasts on the hashtag 8-bit collective because it means an awful lot. So let's get into the news. This week's news headlines. In the first bit of news, Nintendo are offering free Joy-Con repairs after drifting controversy. This comes via way of Chris Kerr at Gamasutra. According to internal documentation seen by Vice, the console maker will no longer charge Switch owners seeking Joy-Con repairs. We'll even refund those who've already paid for the service. What's more, because the issue, which results in the detachable controllers detecting joystick movement when left untouched, appears to be so widespread, the company will apparently no longer require proof of purchase to authorize said repairs. Kotaku first shed light on the problem earlier this month and claimed around a quarter of its Switch-owning staffers had already encountered drifting, with some explaining the issue arose within a matter of months. The situation has even led to one US-based legal firm file a class-action lawsuit against Nintendo for selling defective controllers. The lawsuit is being propped up by the claims of a Switch owner in California who has apparently encountered drifting three times. So... Uh, a little bit of behind the curtain here. I am encountering drift issues on my Joy-Cons as we speak. Uh, this wasn't on the stock gray Joy-Cons that I got with the unit. It was on the the sort of sky blue set you could buy that they had at launch. Um, oh. And yeah, I can't use them anymore, uh, which is a right pain in the ass. So I feel this yeah. very much so. And I went to buy another set of Joy-Cons and saw, yeah, they're 120 bucks. So fuck yeah. you, Nintendo. Yeah. They're pretty penny. Have have you guys encountered any of this yet? Because I know you're both on the nope. switch trains. No. I so I don't I don't have drift, but I on my original grey ones have the one where like the the left one when you're playing it off the undocked. like like yeah. A, yeah, undocked sometimes just unlinks itself to the yeah, switch. Yeah, I have that oh. a bit too. It's yeah. There's yeah. all kinds of erratic behaviour on these Joy Cons. I've had that since like my first month of having like after a month of owning it like i bought it on day one and then yeah like a month later that happened and so now i just play it either with the pro controller or with it like undocked in the actual switch because yeah yeah nintendo because i can't afford that they are in a bit of hot water for this (laughs) like it it is pretty widespread like there's a lot of people popping up on the socials having these types of similar issues and mm. yeah when you're in handheld mode it it's doesn't really come up as noticeable yeah the second you want to have a multiplayer experience is, is when these things just start going wild for me as well so i need to go through the uh the warranty or the repair process at the moment so i'll see how painful that is here for the australian audience because looking around the globe at the moment i know some of the certain regions weren't offering these free repairs or um irrespective of warranty or not so hopefully that isn't something that is uh utilized over here as well but yeah yeah nintendo you know they've had pretty stable hardware for a while but this looks like a pretty rough batch issue going on here I just like that, you know, uh, people were experiencing it and they were being charged to repair it or get it yeah. fixed. And now now they're like, ah, oh, shit. All right, money back. Yeah, <laughs> Seems it's... like this is a genuine issue that we've been caught out for. Mm-hmm. So. It's but, pretty um, dicey. Lucky for me. Yeah, very I've lucky. I've not experienced it. Like, touch wood that, that yourselves and other listeners and, and friends and family that are using the Switch don't deal with it because it is a pain in the ass. 
Like yeah. um, it is a royal pain in the ass. So, and it's an expensive one if you're trying to get some more Joy-Cons on, on the fly. So uh, yeah, I'll let you know how this uh, warranty repair procedure goes and how long it takes. Hopefully it's not as bad mm. as the old uh, canvas bag gate. Hopefully it's a, that's a quick turnaround time. I'm sure Nintendo will be very responsive. Oh, Jesus. You know, the Japanese, they're, they're pretty sort of thorough and regimented as opposed to the Americans. So uh, let's see how we go. Not so thorough to stop the drift, though. No. Bit of Tokyo drift. It's just a way of life over there, you know? Fast and furious! All right. The next little quick stinger of news. The original three Doom games are now available on current-gen consoles. This comes by way of Shannon Grixty at Press Start. In a surprise, in a surprise release, Bethesda just dropped Doom, Doom 2, and Doom 3 onto Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. The games are complete with multiplayer as well as all their respective expansions. <gasps> Doom multiplayer. and Doom 2 will set you back around $7.45 Australian, and Doom 3 will set you back around $15 AUD. Sneaky, Ooh. sneaky, sneaky by Id and, and Bethesda here dropping dropping some touchstones oh, maybe, of the shooting genre maybe here. Maybe before he left, he just like initiated a switch drop. Oh, and Tim like, Willits just yeah. pressed the go button. He's just like, just pressed go and like pissed off on his last day. Just Yeah. Um, I want to play Doom 1 because that's the one that I think I probably played the most and have the fondest memories from my youth. I need yeah. to double check Doom 2 and Doom 3 because they're not ringing... Ringing the bells. Doom, Doom 3 is like the horror one where it's like pitch black, isn't it? You got the torch and all that. I don't know. Was that the last one before they had to reboot Doom, it all? Doom 3 no was idea. a little bit more horror-esque, but there was still a ton of shooting, still a ton of, ton of chaos. Yeah, yeah. But I remember when they did the yeah the, the reboot of Doom for the Xbox and fuck, that was scary. <laughs> that one was pure horror, but yeah, pretty cool. Like the pricing's... I guess Pretty in fair. line, like it would have made sense, I think, to put them all into like a bundle for 20 bucks or something. Yeah. You know? Yep. Absolutely. Man, I want to play some multiplayer yeah. Doom. Yeah. Like I love Doom, but I don't think I'm going to turn around and drop 30 bucks for th- the three originals. Um, no. You know, got a, Pretty well, just about everyone's got them on PC at the moment, but multiplayer Doom is, is certainly something that's like, okay, I'm considering this. Like if we could get enough people to commit to jump on and have some multiplayer, then like, yeah, I, I could pony up $7.45. Bring back Unreal Tournament. Yes. Nah. Did you guys play any of the like big mods of like full mod games of Doom nah. back in the day? I God, the Simpsons. Simpsons, Simpsons Doom. Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes! Whoop, whoop, Simpsons more. Doom was yeah. so good. <laughs> uh, Barney being like the, the pigs or whatever yeah. they're called. The, no, Pinky. Being pinky mm. and stuff Mo, like that. Mo with his oh, shotgun. Man. Yeah. 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 Ow! Ow! Yeah. <laughs> uh, now I've got to look for that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to try and find it too. I'm going to see if I can find the Do- uh, Simpsons Doom. I've, I've never got to play it, so I need to now track it down. It's good. It's oh. good. <laughs> it was real good. I love modders. Modders are such unheralded savants in gaming, aren't they? Like, some of the, like obviously, there's some real... Turds. twisted scary modding going on out there too but when they do things like that that just can elevate a game i think it's i think it's magical mm-hmm. did you see the big thing with um what is it creative arts like tearing a whole bunch of the mods down that like made like all the women scantily yeah. scantily clad women and yeah. stuff like that and then the yeah and then the youtuber calling him out and then they just telling him yeah. to fuck off yeah just calling him out <laughs> good yeah. good job Good job, yeah, everybody. Yeah, something that I guess could be potentially interpreted as a good job. Went and watched The Lion King the other day. They hey, completely, I saw that today too. completely mailed it in. My God, that movie sucked. But anyway, what? Yeah, it was so. You bad. said it. Oh, okay. We're taking this elsewhere you... because I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh, it's so yeah. bad. And I and I hate that I'm on Brendan's side. Of it. You, you usually when I find things mailed in, you're like, "This is the greatest game of all time." We'll we'll move this. We'll move this to another podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's I don't know. I don't even know what else to say now. I'm, I'm thinking about the Lion King and just getting depressed. Oh. <laughs> well, I, 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 the other- you couldn't feel the love tonight. <laughs> oh. One last thing. Oh, second last thing. I should say sorry that I wanted to bring to the table. Hollywood could not give a fuck about casting Batista in the Gears of War movie, says the actor. This comes by way of Alicia Judge at IGN. 
According to a tweet from the wrestler-turned-actor in response to a fan's plea to Hollywood to cast Batista, the Guardians of the Galaxy actor replied, they're listening, and they could not give AF. But thank you for the support. Believe me when I say I've tried everything to make this happen. The idea for a Gears of War film has languished in development hell since 2007. Various writers have joined and left the project, and the production mantle passed from New Line to Universal, who confirmed development again in 2016. He is perfect to play a character in Gears of War. Like, he is a mountain of a man. Uh, chiseled. His acting is getting surprisingly No, decent. you mentioned the correct person. You mentioned the correct person who should they put in. The mountain from... Uh, oh, you reckon old Clegane? I can't remember his name in yeah. the real life, but he... He's the better body size yeah, he is for giant. It. He is a giant. But um, See, I always found out all the characters in Gears to be short and stocky. Yeah. Not tall. Yeah, but no. Yeah, but nobody's... Yeah, but you can make him look short, like a Gimli from Lord of the Rings. I'm yeah. not going to do that. You just, you, just, you just need the width, and like Batista's big, but he's not... He's a unit, that- and they would put all the Gears of War armor on him where it will square him out, essentially. So Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. But also, Batista's tall as yeah, well. He's a big so. unit. Yeah, I'd like, I'd like to see a Gears of War movie. I'd like it shot in the I main... Don't. TV show. Yeah. TV show. I'm sick of mm. movies. We're seeing all these video games and comic books become TV shows, and it's a lot better than movies. Only Marvel seems to be able to have whatever secret spice they have at the moment to put the fucking thing, turn things into movies. Everyone else's attempts have been I, I just think so, Gears could translate to like... TV shows. Give me something like in the vein of Starship Troopers, like in that yes. Gears of War world. I think that yes. would be like... <laughs> I'd watch the hell yeah. out of that. That would be mint. I don't understand how they have these issues when the, the story for the first few Gears games was pretty flush. Like, I thought they were decent. They weren't too in your face. They had the right mix of action and gore and, you know, sentimental attempts you know attachments to really brute you know jockey kind of guys yeah. so i just don't understand how they have issues if everything's there for them it's easy too many chefs in the kitchen that's mm. what it is mm. you'll, you'll have the producers or whatever studio is making it you'll have people from microsoft you'll have people from the studio yeah, the that coalition. made it you'll have these oh, everybody everybody coming in going no we should want it this way and then you'll have the writers because you just see like so many writers have come on and left so you that's your biggest biggest red flag of like yep somebody's coming in and telling them no. how they want to do yeah. it and it's shame yeah it's yeah. shame that yeah. i think there's a lot of a possibility then and starship troopers as a reference point is perfect mm-hmm. i would love to see this no i don't want a starship troopers coming out now it won't like it was good when it came out and even then it was still pretty shit but also good are you kidding it was campy high action gore you know, it, it, it would get slaughtered if if a campy film came out these days. You can't do campy films these uh, days. When People I mean campy, like, I mean you know, with the, yeah, the no. comedy well, styling, not necessarily. Oh no, even if they did that, you know, kind of, yeah. you know, even would you comedy like to doesn't know more? work that well these days. Yeah, comedy doesn't work then these days. Nah, not really. <laughs> Poor Deadpool. Mm, but we'll see. We'll see nah. if Batista gets his wish one day and gets a role in. Uh, the Gears movie, if it ever gets out of production hell. But uh, mm. we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I wouldn't be upset with him being cast. Mate. Also, Batista's not a, ba- a good actor. Yeah, that's my he's problem. Good. He's in- better than he was, yeah. though. Like, he's improved a lot. Like, he was good in Blade Runner, and he's... I've, I haven't seen that new that new Uber bloody buddy cop Steve film Bell. he's doing with um, Kamal. The one, the one that's already lost so much money and is, like, costing... Disney like their contract and all that at the moment. Yeah, that that's that's a good Disney reference point. I like I like him in no because the, they they because uh, yeah he's a comedy side character. But uh, that Disney just bought Fox and those that movie was one of the package deals that they had to release if they were going to buy Fox. So <laughs> there was a whole news article of like there was like five films and all of them are fucking just bombing <laughs> Fox hard. Fox just went yeah you can and- buy us but here hold this grenade yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what they've done. There's like a whole bunch of movies that have just come out that like all were Fox movies that now Disney owns the rights to. So and they've just lost all this money. And that buddy cop ah, one is one of them. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we'll get X Men in the Marvel universe. Yeah, That's phase all I five. About. That'll happen. I reckon. I reckon Blade will probably start yeah. in Phase Five too. I don't think we'll see it in the next. Like obviously, it's not on the the announcement slate at the moment. But Phase Five with X Men with Blade. 
and a few other bits of hotness. Fantastic Four is going to come back again for the fucking hundredth time. But uh, yeah, but it I might be so. good. Hey, look, Spider Man finally came oh back. Oh my good. god, I love, love, love Tom Holland as Spider Man. And I hate Spider Man as a character, and I love the Spider Man. Me films. too. Like that's how good they did. Me them. too. I actually really dislike Spider Man, but. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> and and not only Tom Holland, like um the animated uh, yeah, movie as well was oh, fantastic. Spider Verse. Yeah, but that's different. That's Miles Morris. Like I love Miles. So I just I just hate Peter Parker. But do you like Peter B. Parker from the Into the Spider Verse? Because he's the man. God, do <laughs> I ever? He's my like hero. Like I want to be him. <laughs> All right. The last thing, um, and I know this is something you also probably want to be, is a Pokemon Master, Mister Neto J. Yes. Pokemon Masters pre-registration has begun. So if you uh, head on over to at Pokemon Masters or one word on Twitter. Uh, check one of their latest tweets there and they've got the direct links for the pre-register via the app store or the google play store uh, you might be able to manually search them through the stores as well i'm not too sure but uh yeah pre-reg yeah. is going to be rolled out gradually so you'll need to wait and see if you do get on the list and also if it's going to be in your country so um it's exciting what do you think have, have you got much skin in this potential game are you going to be all about this nato god i so am because like Pokemon Go is like the biggest disappointment in my whole entire life. And it, but it also made me realize, no, no, it made me realize what I do and don't like about Pokemon in general. And I realized very quickly in Pokemon Go, I don't play Pokemon to catch Pokemon at all. Like I get my, my core team and I go on adventures and have fun and battle people and do the story but i realized yeah i fucking hate catching pokemon <laughs> especially when i have to walk out in the real world to go catch the pokemon and even then it's completely random so i could i could walk around for months and like that was the notorious thing all i wanted to do was catch myself a ghastly and i just couldn't for months and months and months and then i was just like this is a bad game and i don't like it so when this got announced this pokemon masters where like you you get you get like a core pokemon you team up with the trainers and gym leaders and champions from across all the generations of games to battle each other on these islands and it uses the battle formula that was another thing the battle oh, battle in pokemon go is just the most annoying thing ever i hate battles in pokemon go but yeah like it's playing like the the game the core series how you battle in that and oh man i'm so excited i i just want to get my whole ghost or dark trainers and gym leaders together and me and morty from gold and silver oh <sighs> me and him we'll sh our, our gengars will be best friends and <laughs> i just oh, want to say that you know, self-proclaimed Pokemon fan here says the thing he hates yeah. about Pokemon Go and Pokemon in general, which he said he discovered, is he hates yes. catching the Pokemon. Pokemon's yeah. fucking subtext is gotta catch them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. But that's the part. And also, but, but, but uh, it's also got to be a Pokemon master. So... Mm. Well, a quick update. Yeah, he just wants you to be the very best. You cannot manually search for the game on the uh, Google Play Store. You need to click through the link from the provided. Really? So, I, well, at least here in Australia, mm -mm. I just did a search then and nothing came up. But uh, I clicked the link and it routed me straight through. And I've now pre-registered for Pokemon Masters. So, uh, yeah, let's get it. Yeah, because I want a phone Pokemon game. So, hopefully, mm. this is good. It, every, everything I've seen and all the trailers. It looks good. And I've been Graphically, following it pretty it looks closely. pretty damn impressive. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, I'm very excited. So hopefully this pre-register gets me in a bit early and I can sit at home in my underwear fighting Pokemon. Just Mate. like Living God the dream with a, with a bottle of Sprite yeah. at 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> hey, it's leftover from dinner and I couldn't I find a water. It's, so it's clear. Yeah. It's similar it's, to water. It, it's, got so, it's got some water <laughs> in it. It's got must have. Uh, it's got fruit. That's true. Lemon lime. Carbonated water. See? Carbonated is the mm -hmm. type of water. <laughs> All right. So that has been episode 161 of the Hungry Gamers podcast. Is there anything either of you find selves want to say before we close this bad boy up for another week? Play Star Wars. Play Star Wars. The Old Republic? No. Yeah, The Old Republic. Yes. And yeah. find you at I Know NATO just about everywhere. And on A Plus yeah. Anime with an episode with Pez yeah. out now. How did how did you wrangle yeah. that? Pez, I thought he was like had a had a gag order for all podcasts. Uh, yeah, if he's not talking... Well, 
you know, I, I got with hookups. <laughs> I know no, a guy. But it was it was more just. <laughs> yeah, I know a guy. His name's Pez. Um, you know, it's just yeah, it was gag order, no video game talk. But we don't talk video games at all on that nice. podcast, so it was quite nice. easy to get Good around to that thing. Yeah. So yeah. And also, he loves Evangelion, and I'm notorious of saying it's like one of the most overrated anime of all time, and it's not that good at all, really. Mm. So, it was good to have him on and try and prove me wrong. Mm, check that out on A Plus Anime, part of the uh, OK Beast Greater Podcast Network over there. But NATO, Ian, Pez, making Neon Genesis Evangelion magic. What about you, Miss Hart? You've been making any magic? I came first place in fucking Tetris 99. Watch out, going pro. Heck, yeah, you did. I yeah. am still pretty crap at that game, but I will get better. I, I'll get better. I love that game, seriously. Mm. One of the underrated gems of this year. But uh, yes, this has been episode 161. Thank you all for taking the time out to listen. As I said, please be sure to rate, review, subscribe us on all those podcast hosting platforms, but mainly Apple Podcasts and Spotify would be fantastic. Uh, be sure to head on over to audiotechnica.com.au or audiotechnica.com to get the best in audio-based equipment. We're talking microphones, headphones, gaming headsets, turntables, and everything else in between. And last but certainly not least, wear8bit.storeenvy.com to get yourself some exclusive 8-bit-related merch. But until next week, 8-Bit Nation, when we're back for episode 160... Uh, no, we're, we're back for episode 162. Mm-hmm. Much love. <laughs> Stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Stay hungry.